All right, guys. I never thought I would be saying this, but if you're listening to this right now, you are listening to the finale of Getting Magnetic. The end of an era, the end of season one. Yeah, finale is def- is a final word. I, I like the to finale. think of it as season one. Well, end of an era, end of season one. There, We might come back and do a season two. I think my gut, I feel like we will. Sandy's like undecided right now, but we're in a, we're in a season and a chapter and we're, the theme will be kind of like, yeah, what chapter are you in? What do you need to release to move forward towards your mission or what your purpose or what you're working towards right now? What do you need to focus on or do more of? And it's something we've been thinking about a lot, right? Yeah, but like two weeks ago, if someone told me getting magnetic was coming to an end, at least for now, I'd be like, what? No. Even though it's kind of been in the back of my mind for a while. But um, we're going to kind of go into story mode and tell you guys a little bit about the past month of our life so you kind of know where we're at. And um, we are pretty good storytellers, so buckle up. (laughs) Um, But there are a lot of lessons that can be applicable to you in your life, regardless of what your situation is. Um, And so really our intention is that you listen to this and walk away kind of taking inventory of your life and what are things that maybe you need to release because sometimes you have to um, do less so that you can be more. Um, And that's kind of the season that I've, I've been feeling like I'm in. And so, yeah, Um, our, our whole episode, our whole um, theme for September was quantum leaps and we had some incredible people that we interviewed and we had other people lined up for, you know, October and November was going to be on parenting and we had all these plans. And after our month of traveling with two under two, um, all over the East coast and, you know, eight hour time difference all the way to Europe and Switzerland, there was a lot of stuff that happened. And I pretty much had a mental breakdown and told Wade, like, we have to really simplify our life. Um, And so, and I would say too, like, I don't think it was because we were in Europe and traveling and there was some stress there. I think that just unearthed like a feeling or intuition or revelation of like right now in this chapter of our lives, like we're in episode 280. This is episode 280 of getting magnetic and it's served us in so many good ways. It served you guys, other people in so many good ways, like the messages, everything we've gotten. Like this has been an amazing chapter of our lives. But right now with two under two, with two young girls, with building our business, with where our focus is, with where our fire and passion is, with we've been checking in with ourselves and Sandy is especially good at that and really seeing like what's serving me right now? What do I need to let go of or release in order to move forward even more powerfully? And this was, I know, one thing that came up for you. And me, mm-hmm. I'm the type where I'm just like, Wait, I, just I did through. it. I committed to it. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to make it happen. Like, I, I'm, I'll grind it, whatever. And Sandy's more like, let me check in with myself. Like, does this feel aligned? And lately for you, I know you're like, it hasn't. And I, when you check in, what's great is like, you're the checker in or intuitively, spiritually, soulfully of the family. And then it encourages me to check in with myself. So Sandy usually leads first in that. And then I'm like, Hmm, how can I deepen my spiritual practices? How can I, you know, listen more and go into more silence and, and check in with myself and check in with what's right for us and everything. So she encourages me to just by doing, just by her doing it. And when I check in, it's like, no, I, I, she's not wrong. Like, I think she's right. Like, of course we could keep going, but it gotten to this point where it's become somewhat more of a burden 
then it is like bringing us joy and adding value to our lives. And we know it, the goal of it was to add value to others, but also add value to ours. We love doing this. But right now we've figured it's not serving us as much. And let's give it a pause. Let's give it a break. Let's give it a rest. Let's keep focusing on the things that we're very, very focused on, our family, our network marketing business, helping people there, growing that, um, our investments and other things. And let's take a pause on it. And that doesn't mean we won't come back to it. In my gut, I think we will, but we'll see, right? And so that's kind of where, where we're at and why, kind of why we're making this decision. So one of my best friends, Leslie, you guys have heard me talk about her before. Um, she's like one of my guides on this planet. And I was texting her one day and I was like, Les, I haven't even said this to Wade yet, but I feel like we need to put a halt to getting magnetic. And she's like, Sandy, pauses are good. Like some of my favorite, she's like one of my favorite podcasts, just did a six month pause because the host was going through like an addiction, like sobriety journey and the community was so supportive. And she was like, and let's be real, how can you be getting magnetic when you feel like you're at 0%? And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like I'm at 0%, but we do want to go into story mode and tell you guys, um, I'm feeling much better at the time of this recording, but the last few weeks, my adrenals and like cortisol levels of like, like levels of cortisol, like pumping through my body have been off the charts. Um, so I feel like we should tell them like what we've yeah. been through. Yeah, we should. And I'll say too, I'm so proud of you because yeah, you did take on and carry on and a lot of stress and a lot of stuff mentally, physically, emotionally, everything. And it, it ultimately led to like you going within and ultimately breakthrough. I mean, the last few weeks is or week or so has been a pretty transformative in the in a, a great way and we've figured some things out and how we're going to move forward but yeah let's go back to okay we planned travel we've been wanting to go to switzerland for years now the pandemics kind of stopped put a halt on that and then we planned to go again and then we found out we were pregnant with cameron and so that kind of put a halt on it and walk us through that kind of journey your thought process and then ultimately we went for the month of september so we left September 1st for Florida. We live in Denver. So we flew from Denver to Miami, um, all five of us, me, Wade, our daughter, Cameron, our daughter, Cove, and our au pair, Ojanse. So the five of us flew there. We were there for Labor Day weekend for Wade's cousin's big fat Greek wedding. And it was a great time. Um, but I will say, like, we just have to tell the full story. Like, when we got to that airport, um, Wade, we got there at, like, 1.30 in the morning, and the girls yeah. were, like, exhausted. It's middle of the night. They're like being woken up as we're deboarding. They're both screaming and crying. Wade goes to get the rental car. Me and Ojanse are waiting at baggage claim for Wade to pull around with the rental car. And he's like texting me like there's 10 people in line in front of me. Like there's only one person working like this could take hours. I'm like, oh my gosh. All of a sudden this woman starts circling Ojanse and I like getting extremely close, like one foot away from me and like staring me in the eyes. And I was like, can I help you? And she's like, whose babies are these? And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> and she's like, who's who is, whose babies? I'm like, these are my children. She's like, why are they crying? Why can't you control them? I'm like, uh, it's 1.30 in the morning and they're tired. And she's like, if they're your babies, show me the bottle. Show me the bottle. Long story longer, she was accusing me of sex trafficking my children and Ojanze is a beautiful black woman. And so she sees a black woman and white babies and I don't think saw me initially at first and was literally like confronting us that we were stealing these babies. 
Meanwhile, I'm walking over. I ended up, we rented a car, but I just ditched it. I just never even rented it. And we're like, let's just Uber because it was so ridiculous. It was so late. Sandy was texting me like, SOS help over here. So I'm walking over and I see this from afar. I see the body language, right? Body language speaks way more than words do. And I'm like, what is going on? So I kind of start trotting over a little faster. Not that this woman was imposing or, you know, anything physically. Not physically. No, I mean, no, fi- she meaning, was in my, she was way too close to me. Yeah, yeah. But she was being really weird. And I could tell Sandy was about to go like mama bear mode. And I'm like, oh, I got to get over there. I so, was shaking. <laughs> and I was like, if I've ever been close to hitting someone, it's right now. Like, it's right now. And her saying, show me the bottle, show me the bottle. I wanted to be like, I don't have to show you the fucking bottle because I breastfeed. And I wanted to like literally just spray her in the face. Like I was so mad. She was getting so close milk. to my children. I felt like she was about to take them from me. Like I'm like, is this like a sneak attack, like fake, fake out of her pretending to think that she thinks I'm kidnapping them so that she can kidnap them? Like it was weird. I walked over and it was like at the, probably the full escalation moment. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And I don't really swear a lot. Yeah, and Wade does never. looked over and it just, she was like, what? she starts like babbling and I was like, get the F out of here. And she just, it kind of ended after that. But like it's 2 a.m. now. Our babies are crying because obviously they're woken up middle of the night. Um, Sandy's cortisol levels are at an all-time high being accused of trafficking her own children. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get an Uber. So then we had a two-hour Uber. One hour, but yes. Or hour and a half, whatever it was. From Yeah, we were. I thought we were in Miami. Now that I'm rethinking it, we were in Fort Lauderdale. Anyway, we had a great weekend. It was amazing. It was incredible. Big Creek wedding, awesome. Hang with the family. Yeah, it was awesome. Relaxing. We were there for a few days. Then we popped over to Boston because we wanted Wade's grandmother, our daughter's great-grandmother, to be able to meet the girls. She's Mm -hmm. 90, almost 98 years old. Yeah. Um, She's just incredible. And so we popped into Boston for a couple days. And also incredible, but like just a lot. Like a lot of little things. Like whether it was parking tickets or like lugging like 14 luggages up and down like tiny staircases and like (laughs) just setting up of cribs cribs and slumber pods. And it's just so much work traveling and like it was exhausting. So anyway, we had a great time. Like the real drama hadn't hit yet. Um, so then a couple days after Boston was like, okay, now it's time to go to Switzerland, Switzerland, which has been our dream for like four, three, four years now, three years. Yeah. And so we pop, um, Pop over to the airport, still the five of us, and as we're at the airport... We're you taking know, the red eye. We're taking the red eye. We're supposed to leave at 9 p.m. Wade's returning the rental car. Me and Ojanse are checking the bags with the girls, and all of a sudden, the lady at the gate is telling Ojanse, you don't have the correct paperwork. Now, Ojanse is from South Africa, and she's here on a work visa, and she had called our au pair agency... Should I say the name of it? Yes. Cultural Care. Um back in June and said, I'm going to Europe. I'm going to Switzerland with my host family. Um, I want to make sure, you know, I don't need any other paperwork. And they were like, oh, you need, I forget what it's called, like a DS-11 and a something else 2019 or something. So she got those two forms that she needed. And they were like, that's all you need. You're good to go. Well, then we're like literally an hour and a half from boarding the plane. And they're like, you cannot get on the plane. Like you need a Schwangen visa. South Africans cannot get in to Europe with, with, without a Schwangen visa. So I'm dripping sweat. Cameron is losing it. She's been awake for probably seven and a half hours, way more than her wake window. She's back arching. She's slamming the ground. She's screeching. Cove needs to eat. Like Wade's not there. I'm sweating. They're, then they pull Ojanse over to the side for a while. And at one point I didn't know where she was. So I'm 
like I literally have like three 50 pound luggages, a car seat, a stroller, uh, two like backpack cribs and two screaming children by myself. And I'm like, like, I feel like anger, like rage coming through my body. I'm like, oh my God, like, where's Wade? Where's Ohanse? Like, I start panicking. I'm like, our, our, our plane leaves in an hour and a half. They're telling me she can't come. Like, I'm literally like refeeling this in this moment. And it was like, so like stressful. Like I was like, where is Wade? I'm like calling Wade. I'm like, you need to get here. You need to get here. So then we're gonna need some intercom after this. Uh, I know. <laughs> episode. I think I remember I rolled in from the rental car again, which is some you know just had to do it right. But roll in to utter chaos again, and you know the world's not ending. But like yeah, Cam, it's way past her bedtime. She's tired and back arching. Sandy's trying to handle her and Cove and like and make people sure the were staring at us like. We're like lunatic. Yeah, yeah, like control your children. Yeah. And so I'm like, I've never seen them be like, like this. World War Three, And like, all right, let me get Cam. Like, where's Ohanse? And trying to figure out. Sandy's downloading me on what's going on. And I'm like, oh, my So then goodness. I'm like looking at Wade. I'm like, we need to make a decision right now. If she can't come with us, are we still going as a family of four? This is going to change our entire vacation. Like, we had visions of, you know, Ohanse being able to help us with the girls so him and I could, like, go on dates and explore and do day trips. and Have some free time. Have right some free time. And I'm like, if we get on this plane right now and if we can't figure out a way to get her there, this is going to be three weeks of full-blown parenting, two under two, with an eight-hour time difference with zero help. And, like, it's going to be gnarly. And we were like, we already bought the tickets. We spent, like, I don't know, five grand or something on tickets, like let's just go. And so we had to make that decision like in the moment. I remember you asked me and like, that is something where I just checked in real quick. One second, two seconds. I was like, no, we got to go. We've been talking about this for three years. We'll figure it out. We'll make it happen. There was a part of me that was like, like, do we, do we stay? And then we figure out her visa thing. And then no part of me. Yeah. We're like, we just got to go. So in the moment, as we're We're like one hour from take, yeah, now we're one hour from takeoff. Have to go through security, have to figure out, how it's it's red eye, so there's no more flights back home from Boston to Denver. So like, we had to, as we're going through security with so much luggage, like cribs and all the things and all the stuff to go to internationally to Europe for a month, and like, and now we have one less adult helping us. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get through security. I got to book Ohanse a hotel. I got to book her a flight home tomorrow. Like, which is a whole nother cost, right? Which is kind of then the financial stress of like, oh my gosh, we're just spending money that does not need to be spent, which hits me. And I'm like, oh my goodness. No, it hits both of us. Like it's just annoying. Yeah. And then we're trying to get through security and all the things with two kids that are overtired and like they've woken up. And there was like all these little things. Like it was one of those moments where everything that could go wrong was going wrong. Like I remember at one point as we're like showing our passports to get through, like this flight crew is trying to squeeze by and they don't want to be patient and like wait for us. And the gate agent person that was like checking passports was like, ma'am, you could let this family with these young kids go. Like, so then that person starts like bitching out the flight crew because she was trying to sneak past us and like (laughs) zero regard for like what we're going through. Then we're trying to go through and I have like breast milk in bottles and they're like, is this really breast milk and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like crying. I literally, that's when I started bawling. I was like, I can't take it anymore. And like this woman was like, are you okay, ma'am? Are you traveling alone? Like Wade was way behind me. So she didn't see. And I'm like hysterically like bawling because it, it hit me in that moment of like, this is about to be, very different than I thought. Like, and if you've listened to Nanny Gate and you know the trauma from not getting help <laughs> on that trip, I was like, wow, we're about to board an overnight flight, like a with red two. eye with two, with no help. Like I've been traumatized in this arena before. Oh my God, it's about to happen again. And I'm like full fledged, like 
it was like anxiety. Like I used to have severe panic attacks like years ago and I've like worked really hard in therapy and a lot of stuff to overcome that. And I've learned like how to calm myself down and breathing techniques and how to go inward and just different methods and things that I need to do when I feel that coming on. But in that moment, I couldn't control it. Like the anxiety bubbled up over me and I literally couldn't take it. And then I'll never forget this sweet man named Brandon came up to us and he was like, guys, I have an 18 month old at home. I just saw everything that happened. I saw your au pair wasn't able to come with you. I saw that flight crew like squeezing past you, like dirty looks. I saw them questioning your milk. I see you bawling. Like, I have to tell you, you guys are doing an amazing job. Mm. Like, and angel. Yeah. And he's like, I'm on the flight to Zurich as well. If you guys need anything, I'm a dad. Mm. I'm going on a solo trip right now. I'm going hiking. Like I'll help you with anything. And we were like, Oh my God, thank you Literally so much. An angel. Like it was like a, in that moment I was like, wow, there's good people in the world. Yeah. And then we're like, we get to the gate and like people are already like, they're already boarding like priority. And we're like, shit, we don't have much time. I'm like, I feel like we need to get snacks just in case. And so me and Cam go walk to go get snacks. And that same Brandon guy walks over. He's like, I got you guys snack packs. Like nicest man ever. And he got us like these like cheese, like, and cheese boards. Sausage and, and yeah. Like, like yeah, like beef jerky and like apples. grapes and apples. And yeah. he was like, I got these for your kids. Like you guys are going to rock it out. Meanwhile, and we're like, it's like a snack oh we would have probably gotten. And we're like, and he nailed it too. Like, yeah. And it was just like, oh, it was Sandy and I are similar in a lot of ways, but we're different too. And we've come to realize like, especially in the last month reaffirmed it, like Sandy is the heart center, like the feelings, the flow of our family. And then I'm more like the rock, like the steady, like she knows where I'm going to be. And I'm like, I was super stressed, but I'm like, I got to hold it together because Sandy is feeling all the feels. And this is insanely stressful. And like, I got to just keep reaffirming. Like, I know this is hard. We're going to get through it. Everything's going to be okay. We're going to get to Switzerland. And um, but in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh! But on the outside, I'm like, I gotta be cool, I gotta be calm for Sandy and for her family and everything. And so we we finally get on the flight. Yeah, we get on, and it was a hell of a flight. Let me tell you, like we got one. We of the, had a bassinet. We had a bassinet for Cove. Um, Cove crushed it. Yeah, she was great. And Cameron intended to be great, but it's just hard when she doesn't have her sleeping conditions that she's used to. Yeah, like, like a toddler, almost two year old, like trying to sleep across our laps or whatever. Yeah, like it eye. wasn't, like, it was not good. After the chaos of the airport cortisol levels are high, like <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, and like the whole Switzerland. Oh, and Brandon though. Oh yeah, he sat next to us. How he random. He ends up right in the row, right next to us. Like wow, and he's like, I'm here to help for anything. Which we never asked him for yeah. help, even though like. Thinking back, I probably should have. But then remember at one point when Cameron was like screech screaming and like the flight attendant came over and was like, do you want to be in the uh, galley in the back? And I, I took her and I went back there. We came back and the old man next to Brandon um, looks at Cam and Cove and he goes, your parents deserve an award for what do he say? Like sainthood or like something like that. And I'm like, okay, other people are noticing like we we are survivors right now. Like this is insane. Cam Um, actually slept for a bit to start. But, like, it just was really hard, and then she woke up, and then it was, like, middle of the night, like, all hell broke loose. Yeah, and at one point, Cove, like, projectile vomited oh, all yes. over me, so oh, I'm, yes. like, soiled in, like, oh, acidic-smelling barf. Oh, that was it. And then Cam finally fell asleep, and it was in my lap. Yeah, and I'm, and like, And Sandy's looking at me, like, help. I'm, like, can you help get an I'm outfit? Like, no, and he's, like, Kim no, Cameron just, just fell asleep. And I look at him, I'm, like, get up. And he's, like, Cameron's asleep. I'm, like, I don't care need to get up right now and he's like no but meanwhile and we he, just he wouldn't back like down he wouldn't to... back down and i wouldn't back down and i oh my gosh guys like in this moment as i'm telling this i was so angry in this moment it took every morsel of strength in my like existence to not scream like i literally wanted to be like wait like <laughs> listen to me like in front of everyone i didn't even care if anyone heard and thought i was a psycho wife like i was like 
okay, we've been, and by the way, as this is all going down, I'm sweating a lot. I'm starting to get a headache. Like I'm not feeling good. Like mm, something's yes. starting to come on. I'm like, what is going on? <sighs> Wait till you hear this part of the story. <laughs> so the, the, the flight was a nightmare and not because of our children's faults. Like we just figured, okay, red eye, maybe they'll sleep. Wasn't the best. Learned a lot from that. Probably won't do international red eye again anytime soon. But, and it was like, we were just trying to do the best we can. And I'm like, gosh, Cam just fell asleep in my lap. I want, like, she's finally asleep. She, you know, had an absolute meltdown because she was overtired. Don't want to go through that again. But Sandy's puked on and like, do I get up and help and wake up Cam? And I'm like, it just, there was so many hard things, right? But, and these are of course, like not the end of the world, but it was hard for us in that moment. And so we finally land and we're... We hadn't, we hadn't slept we smell in like, like puke and sweat yeah, and, and we tears hadn't slept and, probably in gosh, I don't know. Cause yeah, oh yeah no, cl- no, close sleep to in the 24 flight. hours probably of no, no sleep, no sleep. Yeah, for sure. No sleep. And so then we get in Switzerland. We get there it's and a my, new day. my freaking aunt, my mom's sister and uncle are waiting for us like surprise. And they're like, hello. Mm-hmm. And we're like, Oh my God, like we do not have energy. And they're like right foreign now. too. Like there's a language barrier for me. Sandy can speak Swiss German, but like, I'm like, I have no idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah, but like, and I'm <laughs> like, they're not here to pick us up. They're just here to say hi. And yeah. I don't, I don't have 20 minutes to socialize. I don't even have one minute. Like I need to get into a car and to the place that we are staying at immediately. Like yeah. I need a shower. I'm feeling super, super sick. Anyway, we, we get a taxi. Oh my gosh, guys, an airport taxi for 40 minutes. It was over $250, (laughs) which I'm sorry. Like Switzerland's an expensive Everything in Switzerland is like outrageously expensive. The taxis though are more than, than regular. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we said hello to my aunt and uncle and we were like, we're going to touch base with you in a few days. We're jet lagged. There's a lot going on. So, and we get there at like 11 AM. So then you're just like rolling into the next day, but Mm -hmm. which was really like 2 AM for us, I think. Yeah. So anyway, then we like, you know, bang out the whole day. And that's, I guess the best thing to do like with jet lag, just go live the day in the place you are as if you're doing it. And if yes. you can get grounded and I think we jumped in the lake, which was really good. Yeah. And but I was like, babe, I really don't feel good. Yeah. And he's like, you're tired. You're tired. I was like, yeah, I am tired. But like, like, we just went through fell and back. Like it's probably that you're stressed, you're fatigued. Yeah. And then like that night <clears> was hell. <throat> and then the oh. next day and then come to realize I had gotten the like, newest strand of do i say the word am i yeah, allowed to say yeah, it? That's fine. <laughs> of covid um that like apparently was running through boston which is where we were previously obviously so it like i've had covid three times and it's never really done anything for me and this time it like knocked me on my ass like i got it in florida and then cam got it like a little bit like sniffles i got it one day i just felt down but then you and cove got hit or you got hit. Cole yeah, got like I was in bed all day for probably what three days. Yeah, and then I'm single dadding in Europe, like with the two girls, like trying to take care of Sandy. It was meanwhile we're all fatigued and sleep deprived and jet lagged. It was just a wild yeah. first few and days. And then Cove, in Switzerland. Cove got it. Yeah. Like she, and you know, babies are resilient. She was okay, but it was affecting her breathing, and so I couldn't sleep well, like at night, because I was paranoid, mm-hmm. like paranoid that she was gonna die, like the postpartum anxiety hormones, like everything that was accumulating in me. Mm -hmm. Like I kept having these like horrendously intrusive thoughts that like we were going to come back to America as a family of three. And we were going to have to like bury Cove in Cal in California, uh, in Switzerland. And it was like traumatizing me. Like I was paranoid. I'd hear her be like (gasps) in the night and I would like race to her crib. And then it ended up being where, we pretty much just had her sleep in bed with us the rest of the time. Cause I just needed to know that she was okay. 
And it was like affecting my mood, my energy, my like hormones. I was, I had a bad attitude, like most of Europe because like I was so terrified and just cortisol anxiety. Like just, it was, it was honestly really, really hard. It was wild. And so it was, yeah, it was really hard, especially the first, you know, three, five, seven, I don't even remember how many days there you're sick. We're tr- I'm trying to take care of everyone, and like you're so worried about COVID. I am too, but I think moms, it just goes to the next level, rightfully so, mama bear mode. And then Sandy's eventually like, we need to just take her to the hospital just to check. Yeah, the day that the I was doctor. like, I can't take this anymore. So it was a Sunday, and I'm like, we just need to go. Well, little did we know, I did know this, but I forgot, like everything is closed in Switzerland on Sundays, even grocery stores. Yeah. Like there's like select pharmacies, small, everything. yeah, pharmacies <clears throat> are closed, everything. There's like select grocery stores, like next to train stations that are open, but they have like very limited stuff. So like everything was closed. So I'm like absolutely paranoid. It's like peak anxiety. I'm like, holy shit. Like I think we got there on a Friday and then by Sunday I was like, we have to like, we have to go to the doctor. Like I just need to know that she's okay. And Wade's like, babe, I think she's fine. I think you're just paranoid, but like, I just want you to have peace of mind. And I was like, I need peace of mind. So it was closed. And I was like, okay, the only thing we could do is like call like, (laughs) <laughs> it's not 911 there. It's 112. <laughs> I learned that. But like, I didn't, I knew, like, I was like, I don't think I, she needs like an ambulance. Like, I think no. she is okay, but I do want to know like if her oxygen levels are like okay. And so, long story longer, we ended up waiting till Monday because we couldn't find anywhere to take her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I walked, like, we didn't, we never rented a car. So, everything was like pretty much within walking distance. So, I walked to this doctor's office. I'm there with her. I'm dripping sweat. I definitely have COVID. She's like overheated with a fever. And I walk in and they're like, oh, we don't see babies under three months old. I'm like, she's three months. And they're like, yeah, we can't, we can't do, what was she bored? I'm like, June 12th. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, she's in the three month. Like, we can't see her. I'm like, are you kidding me? So then I like, go back to the, like the pharmacy place across the street from our house. And I'm like, I don't have service here. I can't make a phone call. Like, can you help me? So then they're helping me call. Like we called probably eight different like pediatricians and like hospitals and different things. And they finally found someone And this guys, this took hours of the day. So they finally found a place that would take us. And they were like, you have to be here by 5 PM sharp. And it was like, 437 and I was like okay with two children with two children and And it was only 10 minutes away hard to get but I was like okay it's 437 we have to be there by five they said they'll stay open for us so then we had to run across the street diaper bags yeah you know run across the street back to our flat we get the car seats and then we're trying to get an uber and it's like searching for driver searching for driver it's like 444 four. 449, 452, 455. My anxiety is building, building. I'm like, babe, if we don't get here, like they're going to close and it's going to be the second day in a row of not getting her to the doctor. And I was like freaking out, freaking out. And he's like trying to figure out, trying to like get the Uber. And finally, this amazing couple was walking by and I'm just crying and I'm like, do you speak English? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, do you live here? Can you help me? I'm, I'm trying to get an Uber. Like I need to go to the doctor. And they're like, is it for your baby? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh my gosh, we're parents. Like we'll take you. And I'm like, thank you so much. Like, I wasn't even like, are you sure? I was like, awesome. Where's your car? Like, I was like, let's get in the car. And so it was only like two miles away. So it was a five-seater car, but there were six of us because it was me and Wade, that mom and dad, and me and Cameron and Cove. And they're very strict in Switzerland. Like, you do not want to get pulled over with someone like not with a buckle. So the mom was like, I'll meet you guys there. So the mom walked two miles to meet us there. And the dad drove me... um, Wade, Cameron, and Cove to the doctor. We got there, guys, at 527. Like, we were super late. I felt so bad, but they stayed open for us. And, like, my anxiety is bubbling. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, 
this had been days. We got there on Friday, and at this point, it's Monday at five twenty-seven. Like, imagine all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, all day Monday, just Meanwhile, like, feeling for me, this sickness. It's like, just peace of mind because Sandy is going mama bear mode, which is a good thing and healthy for the family. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure Cove's okay, but this will be good peace of mind. But most importantly, it'll be peace of mind for for mama. Because it was just a huge stress point. Well, it was just a lot of slimy boogers and like affecting her breathing. And it's funny because before we left, I'm like, babe, should we bring the booger sucker? We have this amazing booger sucker. Like, this is just a shameless plug. If you are a parent or if you know someone that is pregnant, like you I'm need to get them this it. booger sucker. I'm looking at it right now. It's charging on Wade's desk. It's called the nose bot. It's like a medical grade booger sucker. It's better than nose Frida. It's better than anything. And w- when we were packing, I was like, should we bring the booger sucker? He's like, no, like they're fine. Guys, we should have brought the booger sucker because it probably could have saved like all this trauma that of the boogers that we couldn't get out that was like keeping her congested. We but anyway, get to the we get to the doctor. They do all their her stuff and totally fine. She's like, she's great. Her oxygen levels are amazing. She's like, I totally get it. As parents, you want to make sure her oxygen levels are great. Her fever's gone. Yeah, she's she was like, she doesn't have a fever. Good. She's like, she does have a lot of snot, and so she gave us like a suppository if her fever came back. Like, just to have, but she was like, she's fine. Like, you do not need to stress. Like, she's completely fine. Everything is Huge great. Huge weight lifted. Huge weight lifted. Like, meanwhile, yeah. the, so the, the couple, the, the girl was walking there. She met us there. The guy stayed with us just because he spoke fluent German. Sometimes and in case they were speak, using like crazy medical German words yeah, that I yeah. don't know, like he was going to stay So and they help us. stayed, and there was this little play area for Cam, and she was having fun, and like, it all kind of was like this weight off her shoulders, like, oh, and then this, amazing couple so then they drive us back or no we're no, connecting we there back. no we walk back but turns out we we just get to know them better he's from germany now lives in switzerland they met when she was visiting switzerland she's american and we were talking like oh where are you from she was like oh a bunch of places um orange county boston and this little place littleton colorado and we're like wait what yeah like i'm from california wade's from boston and we currently live in littleton colorado we were like where in littleton she was like ken carroll like it's a really small we're like we live in ken carroll and i lived in boston like it was in orange county like to me that moment was like a like a god wink like a sign from like spiritual guides my mom god i don't even know who saying like everything's gonna be okay like Mm -hmm. it was like crazy i have chills even like thinking about how crazy that was and they're actually coming out to littleton they do every year for three weeks to visit her family her mom for christmas and we're gonna see them and now we're like friends and like it was this amazing moment like yeah like sandy said everything's gonna be okay moment and he's awesome like this german guy living in switzerland he loves tennis we're gonna play tennis when he's out here all the things yeah it was cool so the trip did take a positive turning point after that but there was still a lot of like we got over the covid yeah we we got got over over the covid was safe and but it was still like it you know there's a hangover of all that cortisol, all that stress, all that lack of sleep, all the things. And adjusting to mention, them to the time zone, guys. Like, yeah, so from tough. Colorado, it was a two-hour time difference to when we did Florida, Boston. No one's going to travel to Switzerland after this. we got to bring it home in a positive we will. light. That's and then it roll. was another six-hour time difference. So they went through two time changes, like, over a week. Like, they had to do one adjustment and then a bigger adjustment. And, like, it was just hard. Like, the first few nights, like, they'd be up to, like, midnight because that was, like... 
I don't know, like six for them or, or eight for them. I don't know. Like just crazy stuff where it was like, oh my God, getting on schedule. And so basically we did have a lot of moments of fun when we were there, but they we were- adventured. We adventured. We did a lot. We did a lot of sightseeing. Yes. But we pretty much would like cam naps every day around 12. So we would, our, our adventures would pretty much be between seven and 12 or after nap from two to seven. Like, because she doesn't nap on the go and we were traumatized from like, yeah. like having Trying her up past it. naps. So when we would explore, like we would either do it like in the morning pocket or like in the afternoon pocket, but we couldn't do like a full day trip because it just, we weren't going to do that. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, we got moments of fun. We did get to see a lot of beautiful things. We did Rhinefall. We did Lake Lucerne. Um, Rapper's Field where we stayed is absolutely gorgeous. My cousin teaches wakeboarding lessons mm-hmm. um, on Lake Zurich. So one day we took the boat out and did that. We did eat a lot of incredible food. I have a ton of family there. So they would come to the town we were staying at in Rapper's Great moments. And come stay with us. So there was a lot of beautiful things. Wade's best friend flew in from Boston and um, had a week together. They even went to a neighboring country one day called Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein, yes. Um, and we were staying in a town called Rapperswil, which is beautiful, like super like bougie. Actually, Roger Federer is building a home there, like five minutes from where we were staying. So there was a lot of beautiful. Yeah, let moments. me drive home some positivity yeah, here because that's, that's my th- my best one of my best uh, traits. So as I mentioned, I, and I want to preface this back to Sandy, like is the emotional heart center of our family, and a few things. It was really stressful getting there. Um, it was really stressful adjusting. She was sick. And then not to mention, you can expand on this if you want, but it's her mom's home country and her mom has family there. So there's a lot of emotional And if you don't know, my there. mom passed away about 11 years ago. So being there, just the energy of being there, I had a tremendous amount of grief. Like I... Everywhere I went, I felt this like, like I told Wade, I'm like, I don't know how to describe this, but I feel like I have ropes and cords connected to like my gut and I'm trying to walk and the cords are connected to millions of pounds of bricks. And I, I can't really like go forward and just everywhere I go, I had this like sadness. I'd wonder like, has my mom ever been here? Like, like, what would it be like if my mom was here now? Like everything, like it was like such heaviness. Yeah. And, and Sandy's emotions really like lead our family right if sandy's down i mean i'll I'll probably still be positive throughout the day but like our family will be a little down that's just how what we've realized how our family works and it serves us it, it can go both ways right i think it's a good thing and i and like i mentioned like i'm gonna be there to be positive and steady and sure and all the things and make sure we're we're on track and sandy's gonna be there as like the emotional heart center and so it you know it was it was hard for you it, it was hard for me but it was definitely really hard for you. Um, I, I cried every day. But like, I'll bring back. Hard. I'll bring it back too. Like it was also beautiful. Like Sandy said, there were some beautiful moments. And overall, like you know, for someone who doesn't experience this, like Switzerland is absolutely gorgeous. The town we stayed in, Rapperswil on Lake Zurich, is like what I from a non-Swiss person from an outsider. You grew up going there a lot. Mm-hmm. For me, like this is the second time we got engaged there five years ago. Um, it's 444. Uh, we got engaged there five years ago. This is my first time back since, and it is just stunning. It is like what I think of as the quintessential, like European charming town. We got to stay in our friend's flat that was amazing. So grateful for her. And you walk out, and there's a bakery below. 
and it smells so good and European standards are so good. So we're having croissants every day. I'm getting their espressos and lattes every day. You walk a cobblestone path through the old town. There's like live music on lake. every corner. There's fountains. Yeah. There's a castle. There's bread being baked every morning that's actually good for you. And it's like tastes amazing and all these things. And, it, you know, it just has this charm. And then there's a castle there and there's the Lake Zurich there. And it's a stunning weather we had. And there's a, a park right in between it that we brought Cam to probably every day, which mm-hmm. was amazing. Built of wood, and it was so charming. Like, And there's bells that go off like every 15 mm. minutes at the castle, and they're just like charming. Like It feels like you're like back in time. Yeah, Cammy would be like, Daddy, bells up there, sound here, ears, bells. And I was like, that's right. One of my favorite moments from the entire time mm. was um, we were visiting a town called Arbon, Switzerland, And we were just having a fun family day. It was the day before we flew home. Mm -hmm. And Cameron, oh my gosh, we still need to make a reel of this because it was like a powerful moment. Um, She, on repeat for the first time ever, started saying, I love you. Mm -hmm. I love you. And she was like smiling and laughing when she said it. I love you. I love you. And I'm like, a minute plus straight. She probably said it like 15 times. Like she just kept saying, I I love love you. you. I love you. And I was like, it was like burned in my mind. I was like, oh my gosh, we are in Switzerland on the final day after everything we've been through. And my heart is so full because. In a place, Arbonne, Switzerland, which is like close to our heart. Yes. and And my 22 month old daughter is looking me and my husband in the eyes and saying, I love you I with the biggest smile you. ever on her face. Mm. Like, so don't get me wrong. Like there were definitely super special magical moments yeah. when we were there. And I'm proud of us. We did a lot of adventuring. The trains in Europe and we were in Switzerland are incredible. It's like a spectacle of itself. You go through the countryside and you're like, you could just chill on the train and just experience so much farms, cows, horses, towns, lakes, cities, like, mountains, Alps, it's beautiful. And then you get to like Lake Lucerne or mm-hmm. Arbonne, Switzerland or the destination. You're like, wow. It's So there was a lot of good in it, but it was overall hard. And especially because it was hard for you. And it, but it was beautiful. It was beautiful and it was hard. It was both. It's, I know it's an experience we'll look back on and always remember. Mm-hmm. And we'll remember some stuff like, wow, but I, the hard stuff will probably fade over time. And I think we'll look back pretty fondly of it, but it also what it did and the way home wasn't easy either, but don't even get me. We have to tell that story the way home guys. So we had, so we flew from Zurich to Frankfurt, Germany, which is only like a 45 minute flight. And then we had a connection from Frankfurt, Germany to Denver. That was a nine and a half hour flight. Well, the short flight from Zurich to Frankfurt got delayed by 20 minutes and we only had a 50 minute layover. So that gave us 30 minutes to get from gate B like B as in boy, to gate Z as in zoo, 59. Like, you can't make this up. We had to, in 30 minutes, get to gate Z, 59. So, and like in German, like this is just factual, like Germans can be very cold. And so when we get off that first flight, um, I'm asking the gate agent, I'm like, can you please like ask them to wait for us? Like tell them there's a family of four, two under two, we're running, we're coming. She's like, they're not gonna wait for you, don't run. Just like super cold. I'm like, no, 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 man. Totally German. You, you have no idea what we've been through. Like, no, we need to get, we need to get Sorry home. Sorry to Germans. You guys are nice. <laughs> and um, she's like, no, they're not going to wait for you. No, no point in running. And I'm like, babe, I have to wait for the stroller that I checked at the gate. I'll stay with Cove. You run with Cam. Wade and Cam 
book it. Oh like they gosh. run and I'm waiting with the stroller and I'm like, um, ma'am, do you mind calling the gate? She's like, we don't do that. I'm like, uh, like why? Like I'm, Wait, I'm I had cam and all our carry on stuff. Yes. So I think I was carrying like a hundred pounds booking it through the airport. Full blown sweat. Cam's like, Daddy. She's kind of like laughing. I'm like, This isn't funny, Cam. Yeah. So we they're gotta get there they're and hold them hauling. And so it probably took like four minutes for the for okay um, four minutes for the stroller to come out. But and I thought about it. I'm like, Do I leave the stroller? It was a five hundred dollar stroller. Um, it's like the amazing Duna stroller. Amazing for travel. If your baby like doesn't walk yet, it's like the best stroller ever for travel. Um, but I was like, Do I leave it? Like at that point, I was like really thinking about leaving it. I'm like, Do I leave it? Like I can't miss this flight. Like I just need to get back to America. And then it comes up and I'm like, okay, time to book it. And the flight was supposed to leave this at 1.15 in the afternoon. I look at, at my phone, it's 1.14. So I was like, it's literally impossible for me to get to, like they're literally- We have to just hope that it works So I'm out. like, I don't care. I'm just going to run for it. And hopefully they know that there's four people that are scheduled to get on this flight and they'll wait for us. But she was like, they don't wait unless there's at least 20 people. And you guys are the only four people that aren't on the flight. And I was like, I am going to believe. And I was literally like, like out loud being like, please, please, like whoever can hear me, like, please, I just need to, to get home. And so I get the stroller and I couldn't figure out how to open it. And I'm like holding Cove and she's sleeping on me. So I freaking just pick it up. I'm literally holding a stroller pushed against my body. <laughs> couldn't even figure out how to collapse it. And I'm like sprinting. I have a heavy backpack on my back. That's like slamming my spine. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to get home and get adjusted. And I'm <laughs> booking it. I am booking it. Like even on those things that like, what are they like? The they escalator make you walk things. faster, yeah. yeah. I was like, excuse me, excuse me, baby on board. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to get to my flight back to America. Like, I'm like the annoying person, like running through the airport. And I'm like, everyone probably thinks this is my fault. Like, the only reason I'm running is because the airline delayed the flight and now is telling us it's your fault. Like, sleep in Germany tonight. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh, mm-hmm. no, no, no. So I see Sandy, uh, we, we got held up at customs because you had to go through another customs yes. thing going Ger- Switzerland to Germany to the US. And but then I'm in line, I get there, I'm like, oh. I'm like, I'm just, this is going to work out somehow. There's like a dozen other people going to Denver. And I'm like, there might be enough. We might have enough people where they'll wait for us. I see Sandy running. I'm like, babe, over here, over here. And she's like just running with all the cove and the stroller and everything. And like we get there and we're like, all right, it's really out of our control at yeah. this point. But so I'm we'll like, see. so we get Wade is much faster runner than me. So when we finally get through customs, I'm like, you just get there and tell them to wait. So he's running, and I'm running too, but I'm not as fast. And I remember when I got to gate Z52. So I'm like literally seven Z. gates. Z. Um, seven gates in front. I'm dripping sweat at this point. Like my shirt is soiled. I smell <laughs> disgusting. Like just want to cry, but don't have time. No, to. I was crying. Oh. I was crying. And this woman was like, "Ma'am, ma'am, are you going to Denver?" And I'm like, "Yes." And she's like, "You're the." one with the baby we're all waiting for you and I was like thank you thank you and she's like don't run we're waiting we're waiting I'm like thank you so much and so then we finally get on the plane we are the last ones I'm waiting I'm like people are gonna start cheering for us right no no one's cheering people are just staring like like, wow it's probably at this point like 130 like so we're like 15 minutes delayed because of the critities Mm -hmm. but I'm like no there were some other other people. people too but anyway we get on the plane and um, the flight, like, I'm not going to get into all the details, but at one point Cameron had been awake for eight hours. That is way too long for her. Usually her comfort zone is around five hour wake windows. So at the eight hour mark, she lost it. Like absolutely lost it. Back arching, screech screaming to the point where at one point the German flight attendant walks by me and plugs both of her ears while looking at me like, 
get it under control. <laughs> and I couldn't believe that. I'm like, wow, you're a flight attendant. Like you see this all the time. Like we're family traveling with young children. No one said you're doing a great job. Do you need help? I'm proud of you. I've been there. Nothing. Me and waiter just staring at each other. Like, and Cam, and it wasn't Cam's fault. I mean, she was just so overtired. She kept pulling her Ms. ears. Miss Rachel in. couldn't help. No one could help. Nothing could help. And normally Miss Rachel does help. She's yeah. pulling her ears, screaming, it hurts. It hurts. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> So at one point, I take her into the bathroom, just me and her, like the laboratory, and I lock the door, and I'm having a meltdown, but um, I grab the water from the sink, and I'm putting it on her cheeks, and I'm just like intuitively like checking in with myself, like what does she need in this moment? I, she's having a panic attack. I need to help regulate her breathing. So I'm like as loud as I can. I'm like, baby, inhale, exhale. I'm like, deep breath in, deep breath out, deep breath in deep breath out and she's screech screaming but within probably 12 to 15 minutes of that she finally started melting into me and being like mama mama, mama. but like it felt like she had a fever she was her she was so sweaty like it was just oh my god cortisol once again like the luckily the there roof. was a, a family of four with 202 in front of yeah. us as well so if you were within like 10 feet of those rows, like you were really going through it on that yeah. flight because if it wasn't Cam, it was one of their kids. Like it was, anyway. And then eventually Cam got a nap and settled oh. in. And settled, and then after her nap, she was golden child. She was fine. Playing with everyone, other kids. And, and families were bringing like, hey, we have an extra bear or we have an extra coloring book like or we have extra snacks. So sweet. Cam finally got to sleep and then... She was awesome after, honestly, which it's still hard traveling with 202 on a 10-hour flight. Oh, home. we decided on that flight we are not doing any more international travel with 202. Like, yeah. we're just in a season. with, And we were supposed to go to Canada. We were supposed to go to the Bahamas. Like, we had all these things lined up in October. And we're like, nope. We're changing our mind. Like, nope, things got to change. Things got to change. Um, so anyway, then we finally, finally get back to Denver and... They lost our luggage. Oh, yeah. No, it just, it didn't make it on the flight because we sprinted to the Germany flight, the Frankfurt yeah. flight, and the, the luggage just couldn't make it in time. So Yeah, we got yeah. our luggage three days later. It was fine. But um, because we traveled with Cove's crib, she, again, slept in bed with us for the three days that we were back. Because but that feeling getting home in bed oh. was like, oh. we're home, we're in our peace, we're safe sp space. We're it was like the best feeling ever. Yeah. So anyway, just a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings. Like, you know, we were super angry with cultural care for giving us the wrong information. They told us like, it's yeah, up it to the... Yeah, us a lot of money. Yeah. They're like, it's up to the au pair to figure that out. And we're like, well, she called you and you told her to get these two forms and she did. So she didn't go f do further research because we trusted that you guys were giving us the right information. So we had to obviously like pay for multiple, like her round trip flight to Switzerland, her flight back to... Denver, a hotel. We still had to pay her for the three weeks that she wasn't with us. Um, we had to pay for her groceries, her Uber back home, like all these little things that add up. That's like, wow, like in total is probably over, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars that we weren't factoring in. That's just super annoying. Um, so one thing after the other, between sickness, between time delays, between overtired children, between just so much stress and just like the emotion of being in Switzerland. There was things that we wanted to do. Like for example, we wanted to go to Zermatt, which is where the Matterhorn is. It's where we spread my mom's ashes. But because it's a six hour travel day each way, we were like, we've already been through so much and now we don't have help. We're not going to do that. And to me, that was devastating. Like 
I didn't get to go visit the spot where we laid my mom to rest. Like I wanted my babies to see that. That was really, really hard for me. I know they're going to get to see it eventually, but it was hard for me knowing like, wait, we made it this far and we're in Switzerland, but I don't get to bring this full circle. So like I have the chills as they even say this, like there was a lot of like heavy, heavy things that happened that like I'm still processing. But anyway, we came home and I basically had a meltdown and Wade was like, babe, you're not fun to be around. Like you're always stressed out. Like you're always like ready to snap at me. You're full of rage. You're resentful. You're angry. I'm, I never can be enough. Like I'm always on edge on eggshells. What's going to piss Sandy off now? Like, and I, and I just like scream cry and like things have to change. Like I need certain things like like honestly I love breastfeeding but knowing that like every single time Cove eats she has to be attached to me isn't working for any me for anymore so I made a list of boundaries and it's not that Wade isn't willing to give a bottle but I'm controlling and I realized wow I have so much trauma and past hurt from my childhood of things that my mom did that I want to do better if you will that I'm like like for example I knew that my mom only breastfed me for six weeks I'm not shaming anyone that chooses not to breastfeed but I'm like this co internal competitiveness of like, oh, if she only did six weeks, I want to be a better mom. I want to do better. I don't want to traumatize my children the way my mom did. So I'm like, I'm going to breastfeed every single meal for as many months or years as they need me. And I got to this point where I'm like, I can't do this. Like I'm, I don't do things for me anymore. I, I used to love rollerblading. Like I don't rollerblade anymore. I used to love doing yoga. I don't do that anymore. I haven't been on a girl's trip or away from my children for the longest I've ever been away from my children in the past two years is 14 hours. And that was only one time. Usually it's only like two to four hours at max. And I'm like, that's not healthy. Like that is not healthy. And so basically Wade and I had this like come to Jesus moment. And he's like, babe, you are like the epicenter. Like you are like the thermostat of our family. Like I want you to be happy. And so we laid the ground rules. Like I'm like, we need to shut down getting magnetic. I love getting magnetic and maybe we'll come back. But like at this point in well, my also life. Well, also too, it was more you you would check a few things. You're like, I need these things. A few things you're like, let's check in on this. You're like, this is how I feel. This is how I feel. And then I would check in. And like I said earlier, like you make me, when you, when you check in with yourself, I kind of then check in after. And I'm like, no, you're right. Like getting magnetic probably isn't serving us right now. Like, yeah. So, so it also wasn't just Sandy's just like no, laying down all the ground No, rules. I'm not trying like, to make it sound like that, but I was in this flow state as I am right now as mm -hmm. I'm telling the story. And I was like, I, this is what I think we need to do. I think we need to go on a hiatus with getting magnetic. I think I need to start pumping more and release control and let you and Ohanse give Cove bottles so that I can get back into a routine of doing things. Guys, I... I wanted to like do yoga and do things, but I'd have this anxiety of being like, okay, if it's 10 minute drive there and 10 minute back and it's an hour long class, that's an hour and a half of me like being out of the house. And what if she needs to eat during that time or like she just woke up and then she's hungry. So then, you know what? I just won't go. So like I was putting myself through this like torture of feeling like I pretty much always have to be with her. I shouldn't say torture. Like I love being with my daughter, but like I was so much like, like, controlling vibe of feeling like I always have to be with her because she might need me to eat when really it's like, let's just get on a schedule. Yes, you can still nurse and yes, you can get bottles and you can have this hybrid fluid lifestyle where you nurse sometimes, she gets bottles sometimes, but I was like, oh, I have to do it this best, better way. And then in terms of like not traveling, like, like I've never left them. Right. That was coming from another trauma from my childhood. I realized with my mom being in and out of rehabs, a lot of my childhood, um, and one time she was even in jail. I don't even know how long it was. 
at least 30, maybe 60 or 90 days, I don't know, for domestic violence, for child abuse, for beating me when she was drunk, um, there would be months sometimes at a time where my mom wouldn't be home. And it traumatized me. I have memories of us visiting her in rehab. We would get to visit her on Sundays and driving off and being like crying, looking out the window as we're pulling away from her. And she's still sitting on that, that picnic table. And I'm like crying, like asking my dad, like, why does mom have to stay there? Why she can't she come home with us? And he'd be like, mom is sick. And I'm like seven, eight, nine years old. Like, I don't get it. I'm like, she doesn't look sick. Like, I don't get it. I didn't get that she was mentally going through all of this hard stuff. And like, I have so many wounds of trauma and scaredness of ever, like my mom, like I'm making her sound horrible. She's an amazing mom when she was healthy, but when she wasn't healthy, it was scary. Like it was scary. Let me tell you some of the stuff that I saw as a child, no child should ever, ever have to see or live through. And so much of my trauma and control now that I'm a mom, I realize is coming from, I don't want my children to go through that same pain. So I wouldn't go on a girl's trip. I wouldn't do a night away with Wade. I wouldn't do these things because I'm like, I don't want my kids to ever remember that mom wasn't there. And it's like, Sandy, that's not healthy. You're taking it to the nth degree. Like you're being overboard. Like it's okay if you go like for our five-year anniversaries coming up, like Wade and I might go away for a couple nights. That's okay. That's healthy. But I'm taking it to this degree of like, if I ever leave my children's side and if they ever wake up in the morning and I'm not there, they're going to be traumatized that I'm just the same way that my mom was to me. And that's just not true. So I'm over here working through a lot of stuff. Like I'm doing a lot of inner work. I have completely surrendered. Like guys, I've had like a spiritual awakening over the past few weeks. Like I realized the whole Switzerland thing need to happen to bring me to my knees. Like I had a spiritual awakening. I have surrendered. I have had more conversations with God, my higher self, spiritual like angels. I don't even know who these people or spirits or things are, but like I am so in tune more in tune than I've ever been in my entire life. And I realized things got to change. I have to create boundaries. Like my life is amazing and there's so much good stuff. I love my husband. I love my children. I love my life. I love where we live. I love our business. Like there's so many good things and it could be a lot better. And I have control over that and I have to make these changes. And so Wade and I have sat down and really created boundaries around like, okay, what makes and keeps Sandy happy and how do we like regulate that so that the whole family doesn't go into like complete turmoil again? <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm proud of you because everything I've realized, we're we're very different in a lot of ways. Like listening to Sandy's story that whole time, it it was traumatic and it is traumatic. And you might be like, "Gosh, I'm never gonna go do anything like that." And I versus me, like it it was stressful. But Sandy and I just deal with stress in different ways. Like I, I can immediately move past stress and just be like good and be like, okay, bright side, uh, positive lens, which serves me and doesn't, right? And Sandy's way of dealing with things serves her and doesn't too. And that's why we're a good match and a good partnership and, and marriage because we kind of balance each other in a lot of ways. And, and where Sandy's a thermometer and I'm like, I'm the rock, right? And so for me, I look back and like my frame and lens was like, there's hard moments, it was stressful, but like, it was beautiful and it's going to serve us in some way. And it was really hard for Sandy because there's extra layers of trauma and different things there. And she just carries a different level of responsibility for herself and all the things. Um, but it was beautiful. And, and I'm proud of you because the frame, like life is, 
really how we frame it, right? Like our experiences and what lens we're looking back at it through. So that it was stressful. It was hard, all the things, but where you've gotten to, like it opened you up a lot. Like you said, it kind of brought you to your knees a bit and then it opened you up and it's opened you to break through and kind of some level of spiritual awakening and different things and realizations of, I need to let some things go, some beliefs go, some a lot of things go, control, control go, all these things in order to move forward as a better, higher version of me, which will affect our family, our marriage, our everything. Um, and, you know, we communicate and talk about it and figure out what's right and what's best for our family. And it's been amazing being home. And it's also so cool to be so grateful and feel so blessed to come home after an amazing, like on paper, right? An amazing month long trip. And I look at back at the frame, like the lens, which is just different than Sandy's and not, one's not better than the other, but like, I'm like, okay, we're going to have no free time. We don't have help. That's totally okay. I'm going to get to spend a lot of quality time with our family, with our girls. And I know Sandy feels that way too. So like, that's how I'm looking back to frame it. And we got to do a lot of experiences and some of them are stressful. Um, and we didn't get free time and we didn't get dates or intimacy and we didn't get to work a lot, which I, I kind of love what we do. And so I'm like, I was stressed out. Like, oh, I'm not working. I work childcare all day, parenting all day, 24 seven for the whole month. But it'll be, it's beautiful and it's so different and it's such a unique experience and really coming back, it's opened you up a lot, which has opened us up a lot and which has opened our family up a lot and realizing, creating some boundaries, letting things go to move forward, realizing what we really care about and are focused on and want to move forward with and channeling our energies and doing less so we can go do more really Mm -hmm. in, in our biggest strengths and what we do and care about the most. And I love what, um, Someone said to you, she was like, Sandy, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And Mm -hmm. it's really, so it's been this kind of opening and awakening within our family in order, how are we going to move forward even better together? Yeah. And when we were in it, like when we were in Switzerland, especially that first week when we were sick, I bawled every day and I kept just being like, what is this teaching me? What is this teaching me? And it didn't make sense for weeks and weeks. I didn't know what it was teaching me. Honestly, it took like probably two full weeks since we've been home for me to like digest all this and I'm probably still downloading and digesting, but I realized like I will forever, like my whole life, like there was a turning point that happened for me on that trip. Like I felt like I hit rock bottom and there were moments where I felt like I understand why my mom would snap. I understand why my mom would yell at us. I understand why my mom would get violent. Like I understand because I was so pushed to the brim in my limits and I realized like, wow, she was doing the best she could with what she had, but I don't know. I'm not repeating history. I'm not like we're changing shit around here. Like I'm yeah. Like things got to change. You're and breaking so, generational curses. And yeah. You are, like and I'm, I'm proud of you. very much working through <clears throat> breaking through a lot of trauma and, and so anyway, um, yeah, we've come home and like there have been so many signs and so many little things, not even little, huge things that have happened where like, I will just say out loud, like I am, I need a sign. Like I need to see this in the next hour or I need to see this or blah, blah, blah. And tell me if I'm supposed to do this or that. And like, it shows up. Like, it's just crazy. Like one thing after the other. Um, so yeah, like when that amazing woman, Charlotte told me, Sandy, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. In that moment, I like, melted into the ground because I realized, wow, 
just because I can breastfeed Cove every single time she eats doesn't mean that I have to. And it just released so much freedom for me of being like, I am still an amazing mom, even if I don't breastfeed her for every single meal. Even if I chose to stop breastfeeding and just give her formula, I'm still an amazing mom. There's moms that do that. I don't think they're bad moms. Why do I feel like I'm a bad mom? And I realized I have to release this guilt. I have so much mom guilt. I have to release this feeling of control. And I just have to create, you know, more boundaries. Um, And so we kind of narrowed in on like, okay, what's most important to us? First and foremost is our health. And that includes our mental health, right? And so that's like a main focus. Our marriage is the main focus. Raising our beautiful babies is a main focus. Building, continuing to build and flourish in our network marketing business is a a focus. Um, Our investments. And maybe we'll come back to getting magnetic, but at this time, it doesn't feel aligned with where we're at in our life. And so that's kind of where we're at. Um, I will say we just came off of... um, a, an incredible team retreat. We just had 25 teammates this past weekend fly in from different corners of the United States, even Canada, and stay in our home. You guys should have seen our basement. We had like 11 blow-up mattresses down there, and we had an amazing team retreats that was full of trainings and connection and cold plunging and hikes and amazing food and deep breakthrough and just so much incredible stuff. And it just reinvigorated me and reminded me that is my superpower. That is what I meant, where my focus needs to go. When my focus is 10% getting magnetic, 40% here, 10% here, da, 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 da. Like I can't be fully Sandy and fully Sandy, like in terms of professionally is meant to be focused on building our business and building and growing our team. So if you love Sandy and Wade and you want to stay connected, we invite you to pop on a discovery call with us. Come learn about what we do. We could teach you follow how. Follow us on Instagram. We'll stay there. Yeah. I love Instagram. I'm going to keep showing up there. Yeah. Show, follow us on Instagram. We always respond to messages. Um, and to yeah, put a bow on it, I mean, to put a bow on this episode, like kind of the messaging is, and you, we, you got to hear a great story time. Um, you got to hear kind of Sandy's perspective and everything and a lot of breakthrough. And so the theme and the message and the question from us to you is what do you feel like you need to release and release in your life, release control of, even if it seems like a small thing, getting magnetic didn't take us that long, but the real estate and the energy and the mental energy it took was outweighing the benefits, right? And so what do you have to assess and realize I need to release these things in order to move forward better. And then what do you need to add? Like Sandy was like, I need to add yoga. I need to add more uh, monthly massages and different things. I need to add more things like more spiritual practice, more different stuff in order to feel my best. So what do you need to release? What do you need to add? And where do you need to channel your energy, your alignment, your focus on? We've kind of been, this has been a work in process for us in the weeks we've been home. And we realized getting magnetic wasn't serving us. The, the, costs were outweighing the benefits on our on our mental and our energy and what I will say is if and when we do come back it's going to be for a reason and it's going to be bigger and better than ever and we're excited if, if that's how it plays out that's what it'll be a season two will be even better but who knows we'll see we'll see where it goes from there so create those boundaries have zero guilt about boundaries that you need to create you know, like I, it's easy to have guilt, like, oh, I'm stopping this or I'm shifting this, or I said I was going to do this and I'm not doing it anymore. It's okay to change your mind. We go through seasons, we go through chapters and, you know, just like the ocean has waves, just like things ebb and flow, like 
you can do that too, whether it's in a relationship, in your business, in a creative project, whatever it is, like it can apply to anyone in different ways. But we have been tremendously grateful for this community. It has connected us to incredible human beings around the world. Um, and it really has been such a heart filling, soul giving, like amazing, way more positive than negative or energy leak overall. Um, but we're going to miss you guys. And um, we just want to thank you so much for let's connect on Instagram for being sure. part of this journey. So follow us on social media. I am at Sandy Claus Seven. Wade is at Wellness with Wade. At least for now, I think you might be changing your I handle might, soon. I might. I'm trying. Um, and that's it. That's yeah, all I think we that's got. All we have. We love you guys. Thank you. Peace out. Till next time.